and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. Sometimes people that are standing on third base think they hit a triple. Yeah. We're going in time. We're going in time. In time, not time. And we get them on the runway. We're going to keep them on the run. And we're not going to pass unless our secondary comes up too close. But don't forget, man. We're going to get them on the run. We're going to go, 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 go. And we aren't going to stop until we go to our goal line. I'm not going to. So quit asking. All right, folks, and welcome back into the Spread the Field podcast. I am, of course, your host, Jack Gray, the guy who bets bald. You can find me over on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, at BetsBald, where I'm trying to make all my Spread the Field plays made known. Um, You can also track me on the Action app, where I'm also recording all my plays. Uh, Let's get into week number three of college football. Uh, Before we get to week number three, let's recap where we are on the season. Uh, So week two was a little better than week zero and week one. Um, we go two, two and one overall. That brings our season totals to a four, seven and one record. Unfortunately, uh, we're working our way back up. But uh, thanks to a couple of free bets, uh, our bankroll is actually sitting at even. So despite the poor record, uh, we had a uh, a big win uh, back in week one. Um, the Northwestern Rutgers under uh has been saving our season so far so once again trending back in the right direction after last week we had some bold calls uh we might even have some more bold calls this week as we look at week three's action uh week three not a uh not a very appetizing slate of games uh i think everybody's kind of salivating and waiting uh patiently for week four week four tends to be uh or is looking to be a much, much better slate of games. A lot of interesting matchups, a lot of high-profile games. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I will be at the Notre Dame-Ohio State game um, a week from now, depending on when you're listening to this, at night, uh, wearing green. I wish we were green. Uh, before we fully dive into week three, let's go ahead and recap that 2-2-1 two, two record from last week. Kind of go step-by-step. I uh, was able to follow most of these games. Uh, the few I didn't follow, uh, we'll see if we can pull those up here and, and kind of quickly go over them. Uh, but the, the day started strong. It was really looking like we were going to have a, a phenomenal week. Uh, not that it was the worst week we've had by any means, but obviously we were hoping for a little bit better result. And Nebraska took on Colorado in the noon Big Fox game. Uh, we said that Colorado... Um, despite the uh, surprise and shock and awe of week one, uh, that was more likely to do with uh, TCU's deficiencies than Colorado being some juggernaut overnight. Uh, and sure enough, Nebraska gave them a game. Nebraska played defense, um, but we liked the under here. We liked the under 59, and that Nebraska defense was just stifling enough in the first half that we really didn't have to sweat this one out. Colorado was able to put on um, some extra points there, and late in the uh, fourth quarter uh, to bring it a little bit closer, but ultimately that number landed on 50 exactly well under the 59 that we had gathered. So starting off the day with a with a nice early win. Speaking of early wins, I, I, I tell you, every, two years in a row now, Iowa, Iowa State, the corn cob fight, 
Uh, we had under 36 and a half. And I will be darned if these teams did not try to make it a little more interesting than that. Uh, Iowa had a pick six for a touchdown. Iowa State could not get anything going. Uh, Kirk Ferentz's son, Brian Ferentz, on the hook to try to score 25 points a game. Uh, but Iowa's offense, typically, as they have done, stalls basically the entire second half. Iowa State scores 10 points in the fourth quarter to try to make it a game. Uh, give me a little bit of a sweat, but ultimately we have another Cyhawk game go to the under, and we were 2-0 and to start the game, looking real, real good on week two slate of picks. But then, not quite disaster, but we hit our first big struggle of the week as we had, if I can find their conference here, oh my. CUSA, Jacksonville State, up from FCS, taking on Coastal Carolina. We did not get the right end of the number. Uh, ended up landing at plus 14, and that is where this game ultimately landed altogether. Uh, Coastal Carolina got a pretty good game from Grayson McCall. Uh, we thought the rush offense would do more for... The Gamecocks, the new Gamecocks, the new cock in town, Jacksonville State, uh, coached by, of course, Rich Rodriguez. And really breaking this down, uh, it was a pretty evenly matched game. Uh, total yardage, uh, had a, f- a uh, uh, fumble, and uh, Jacksonville State losing the time of possession. So Coast Carolina was able to control a good chunk of this game. I said Grace McCall played pretty well. And that ultimately led to Coastal coasting to a fairly comfortable lead. And Jacksonville State, despite the prodigious rushing attack, uh, was not able to break through for more points. So we took a push there, first push of the year. Uh, that brought us into the night slate. The night slate was was very tantalizing, very exciting for us. Uh, we had two Pac-12 plays. I was, I was up and up on the Pac-12 for the first time, and I don't know how long. Stanford. Catching 29 and a half points. They had not gotten a beat down from USC in almost a decade. Well, they got a beat down this go around. USC put up, what, 42, 49, 56, something like that. They put up a crap ton of points in the first half. This was never even close. Uh, Stanford scored two pity touchdowns, I think, in the second half, uh, but ultimately got nowhere near that 29 and a half number. That's a loss. Then the heartbreaker, and I did not stay up for this game, and I'm glad I didn't. You had Cal taking on Auburn. We liked Cal on the money line. The game was out in uh, uh, the Bay Area. Auburn, SEC team traveling all the way to the West Coast. Weird night kick. We thought, okay, you know, they don't do this very often, and when they do, it all ultimately comes back and bites them in the butt. Uh, and this was, uh, by all accounts, I, I re- read the recaps of it. I looked at, uh, at some other follow-up things on it. Uh, a game of, uh, well, I don't want to win. Do you want to win? Well, I don't really want to win. Do you want to win? And ultimately, Auburn was the one left with the football in the end zone. Uh, they win outright in a game that was very close, not very well contested. But uh, I still think we were on the right side of that Cal, Cal number. Uh, it just, just didn't did not ultimately materialize. So 2-2-1 two, two, and one last week. Once again, afternoon games start off pretty well. Pac-12 really let us down. Uh, Jacksonville State, we'll give, them a, we'll give them a little bit of a pass to start the season. 
so from there, uh, we're going to go ahead and look ahead at week three slate. And before we do that, we, of course, are going to bring in our very special guest, Papa Joe, and recap how he did in week two and what he's liking coming up here in week number three of college football. All right, folks. And once again, as promised in week three, we have Papa Joe back with us. Papa Joe, how are you doing here in week three? Jack, uh, it is fantastic to be back on the podcast. Uh, Coming to you live from the Kai Gamma Forest in beautiful coming Georgia. I am sitting in the dining room of the Pizza Palace, Papa Joe's Pizza Palace, and I am ready to go. But I want to warn you right now, I did not find this slate of games all that exciting or compelling, but I struggled through, um, you know, looked at the mailbag, got stuff in the swag store. You got a new sponsor we do need to talk about uh, for the podcast. So I know the subscribers are going to go crazy when they hear about this. Well, it is. I, I It's a good point about the slate of games this week. This is like the... Um... This is like the airplane ride on your way to vacation. You might be officially off work. You might be on vacation, but you haven't got to the destination yet. And the destination, of course, being week four. But we're not going to overlook week three. There is some interesting values. Throw throw it at me. And then uh, but I'm excited about the swag. I'm excited about the mailbag because I got Harley Schmidlap from the old uh, Monday Night Football crew. Of course, a personal friend of Danny Don Meredith. For all you Cowboy fans that go back to the 70s uh, when he was on Monday Night Football. And Falstaff, our new sponsor. A lot of people think Falstaff went out of business, Jack, in 1984. Not so. It's been resurrected. And it is the sole sponsor of Spread the Field Podcast. Okay. That is our official, unofficial, unofficial sponsor of the Spread the Field. Or at least my segment. You know, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it certainly sponsors the Papa Joe segment. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And I got the hate hat on. I want to let everybody know the hate hat is on. I can confirm. In fact, I'll, if I can, if I can get you to figure out how to use your cell phone, what I'll do is I'll have you take a picture of the hate hat and I'll use that as the, uh, the episode art for an upcoming episode. So, uh, I would love that. And so would the millions of, uh, uh, subscribers to the podcast awesome well let's before we get into to week three let's briefly recap your week two picks uh struggle of a week for you um we uh we'll we'll run through a couple here real quick so uh one in three overall yeah that hurts that hurts uh we'll start with we'll start with the losses here uh ball state versus georgia you had the over 53 um that of course uh they they managed to push uh, Georgia won by exactly 42, uh, but ultimately the uh, game fell at 48. And uh, I don't know, any any quick thoughts on this one? Did you watch any of that? I don't think you did because you don't have SEC Network. Yeah, Georgia let me down. A, they would have done better if they had Jane Pauley and David Letterman, who do have eligibility left on that Ball State squad. B, take the money, go to McGalliard Road about a mile down from campus, and on Thursdays, Max, and you know what Max is. Max is still there, to my knowledge. Get the meatloaf. Get the meatloaf. That's all I'm going to say about Ball State. They let me down. But if you can get the meatloaf, because the killer mashed potatoes. Got the green beans. Got the roll. Let's do it. So Ball St- or, uh, Georgia kind of sleepwalking through the first half. 
take take advantage. Uh, actually, put up a bunch of a flurry of points there late in the second quarter, uh, but ultimately took the foot off the gas in the second half. Yeah, let's Kirby, move on. Well, let's walk through the South Carolina game this weekend. Still win, but people are going to think, you know. Where is it? But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So let's move. All right. So uh, the other one, you 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 did not heed my advice. You went with Matt Campbell in an, in an ugly, ugly game, which did go under. Kudos, kudos to me. Uh, although they tried, they really tried to screw that up at the end. Uh, so Iowa State plus four did not cover. Uh, cannot win the Cyhawk. Don't know if they can actually win any football games. Uh, I don't know that there's much to say on that one. Well, Julie pressured me into that pick. I kind of got doctored into that one. So, yeah. Um, you know what? Here's what we should do. Sneak up on Matt Campbell, take his baseball cap off, and undo the curl in that brim, and that would fix his ass for good. I will leave you on this note. I heard a fun rumor today that uh, perhaps Matt Campbell will end up at Michigan State, which would just be the ultimate hilarity. Uh, well, talk about Mel. Uh, no, no, not right now. Um, so let's move, let's move to a couple more in depth things. Uh, your lone win on the week, Ole Miss Tulane, uh, Ole Miss manages to cover in a game that was very, very close until a couple of Tulane misplays at the end, uh, let Ole Miss, uh, I want to say they, they got a late turnover and scored and then they had the scoop and score and that put the, uh, put the game out of reach for Tulane. So Ole Miss covers comfortably in a game that really wasn't that, that, uh, or that in a game that was closer than it looked. Yeah, I got. I got to tell you. I got to tell you and all my fans. I feel guilty about this one because they did not have Pratt, their number one quarterback. I think it was too late for that spread to change. I am wearing the powder blue underwear with the navy blue top because they are coming to Grantfield, the Flats, Georgia Tech this weekend. We'll get to that later, but uh, I will admit because I can admit a mistake. Uh, Papa Joe kind of lucked into Joey pulling that one out. Hey, but you know what? It's a win's a win. Oh, wait. I did predict that. Yes. A win's a win. And you were on the right side of the number regardless. So, mm-hmm. um, so there are your last play last week, a, another loss, like I said, one and three on the week, but we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit here, just a few minutes on Bama minus seven. And, you know, we talked about this and I think, I thought Alabama would certainly cover this because once again, until you see it, you don't really believe it. And, and I saw it. And now I believe that Alabama is not the team that we thought they were the last, you know, better part of a decade, maybe have taken several steps back. I don't know if Texas is all that good or if it's really just the down of Alabama and the hype of Texas. What are your thoughts there on that one? Back all the way back to uh, your your junior year when uh, the uh, the pride that is Southeastern High School finished uh, runner up for the state championship. I have been talking quarterback, 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 quarterback. And originally you said, and maybe you still do, uh, that position is is overrated. People can win without it. Can win without it. Can win without it. The SEC, Jack. Not only is it an extension of the NFL, it is better than the NFL. Maybe not this year. I think Nick Saban, the great that he is, learned a lesson. I saw the kid that's uh, coming in from Carlsbad, California, a couple Saturday nights ago. Uh, that's supposed to be the answer. 
but but Milrow is not the answer. I guarantee you, Ty Simpson and uh, Tyler Buckner are going to play some in this next game. They can't look. I firmly believe this. All my fans know this. The people that write into the mailbag know this. If you don't have a guy, if you don't have a guy that can sit back in that pocket and pick your ass, you probably are not going to win. And I, I'm not saying Alabama's over. They got beat up on the on the offensive and defensive line. Yeah, that was the big I, – I told you that. That was the biggest thing. Yeah. I am shocked and appalled. And maybe this guy yours is good. You know, he was at Ohio State. Well, but, but the once again, the, the point the point is the point is it's not now that that was not an Alabama performance that we have known. And and certainly they the the number was obviously way wrong. But you know, this as we look to the rest of this season, you know, what is this Alabama team gonna be? Are they gonna lose three games? Jack, what is the one common theme that uh, is running through Alabama when they lose? Well, they typically, give, it's retribution. They give up a shit ton of points. Well, and yeah, uh, yeah. They give up a shit ton of points. Now he thought, well, we'll line them up. We'll take urines and beat themins. It's not. It it, it probably isn't going to happen. He got Joey Freshwater coming in there. He's got Hugh Freeze coming in there. They got to play Tennessee. They're going to play LSU. Saban's Saban's got to really think about this quarterback thing. I we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. You know, our old friend Tommy Reese is supposed to be uh, the architect of the offense. Uh, we've seen that 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 play out before, both the good and the bad. Um, yeah. But yeah, obviously uh, Alabama on the downswing. We'll see how they respond. Um, and Texas, Texas jumping up in the world. And we'll see, we'll see, you know, you're looking at their schedule and I'm fine. Yeah. I'm not either. And, it, and I'm, I'm trying to pick out where they're going to drop the inevitable big 12 games that right. they seem to drop every year. So two teams I'm not buying right now is Florida state and Texas. And they jumped way up there. It's too early for that. Well, once again, let's 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 fast forward. Let's uh let's bring it back to to current news. Uh, okay. let's put the one and three week in the rear view. We got we got several picks to go over this week. We'll go over uh a few games in depth here, but uh but you uh for for a light slate of games, you certainly liked a lot of games uh overall this week. Uh, definitely uh and well well picked out here between between both sides and totals. So let's start with uh in your actually it's not in your back is it in your backyard? Where's where's that tech game at? That is at the flats, Jack. Okay, so we've got uh Ole Miss on the road on the road again back to back road game back to back non conference road games for Ole Miss. That's wild. Okay, here's the thing: if tech wears if tech wears gold. Joey's probably going to come in with that all white again. Don't like that. Don't like that look for Ole Miss. I know the alumni hate it. If Tech wears white tops and gold bottoms, Joey will come in with powder blue and then it's over. I think Jackson Dart unloads. Now, what I would do is secretly bring a lot of uh, varsity um, steak burgers, chili steak and and uh, chili dogs into the locker room like the morning of Ole Miss pigs out on that and then Tech's got a chance. But I'm taking, Jack, I'm taking the 18 and a half that um 
that Ole Miss is given. So I okay now this I win. I thought that was I thought that was wrong. This this game is at the it, Grove. This game's in Oxford. Whoa! How did I miss that? I didn't think that Ole Miss was going to play back to back non conference games. Okay, you know what, Jack? Away. Here's what here's what the fans of Papa Joe and the sponsor Falstaff Beer and I got a great clock down in the uh, man cave. I have to show people on the uh, on the uh, Ditto Cam uh, eventually, but I will stick with Tech. I still think that's a lot because actually the Tulane game was close. Minus Pratt, they actually should have mopped up on them. All right, so let's let's catch let's let's catch up here real quick. Let's bring it bring it to center. So we got Tech on the road in the Grove. Uh, they're catching eighteen points, um, and you're going to roll with them against Joey Freshwater, your man. He didn't have us a lot against anybody. Trying to find because you you you're never convinced that Joey's doing anything. We went through that last year. You're all now, okay, Jack. He 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 he's got, but he's got a limitation. That's the thing. The thing is, he's got a limitation. Joe, if Joey comes out in the powder blues, and I'm wearing the powder blue underwear, it would they will they will they will make me lose that bet. If See. they don't wear the powder blues, they wear that stupid ass red. The white pants have got to go. They better get back to the gray pants. We talked about this. Tech will tech will. Tech will make it close if they don't don't wear navy tops and gray bottoms. Uh, tech. tech Tech opened up with Louisville on Friday night to open the season. I remember they were leading a bunch of that game, and then Louisville came back and won. They beat the crap out of South Carolina State last week. Yes, um, and we obviously already touched on Ole Miss. So, all right, so play play number one, Georgia Tech, the road dog, and you're going to go ahead and take those points that uh, Ole Miss is handing out. I got to do this because Uncle Tommy's coming over. He is coming from the south side all the way up to the uh, Papa Joe Pizza Palace here at Kai Gamma Forest. We're going to make pizza. We're going to watch the Braves, but we're honing in on tech. And Tommy went to tech. You know, loyalty first. All right. So from from loyalty and and varsity and, and all of the things, uh, let's flip back to the Midwest, back to the old corn cob fight we were talking about last week. So you're going to go on the opposite side of the team you picked, and you got uh, Iowa taking on Western Michigan. Of course, a Mac school. We haven't seen, I think, a Mac school really upset a Big Ten school yet this season. And you like Western catching 28 and a half points here. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Fleck, PJ Fleck is not there. They're not rowing the boat anymore, but – 28 and a half is a lot against any against this Iowa team. I would agree. It, it, it is a lot. Look, look, they have the, the second quarterback from Michigan, the number two guy who lost the job to JJ McCarthy, Cade McNamara, and they didn't put a beat down on a, you know, admittedly a probably a bad Iowa State Cyclone team. So I see them winning, but I don't see them covering any 28 and a half. So uh, what? Wait, look, Western wears brown and gold. That's tough. That's tough to beat. Western You're- Western play has only played one game. They did not play the opening week. Uh, they went to the – it's not the Carrier Dome anymore. I believe it's like the uh, T-Mobile or it's one of the cell provider domes. That's still and- 
to me, it's still the guy that invented air conditioning. Too. Yeah, it, it, well, not anymore. I think it's T-Mobile, though. Uh, anyways, uh, got the crap kicked out of by Syracuse, 48-7. to seven. Uh, That's been their only game this year. Iowa. So, Iowa's favored by 28 and a half here, right? You ready for this? Yeah. Iowa has scored a collective 24 and 20 points in each of their first two games. They haven't even scored 28 points. Uh, case closed. Case closed. I like I like that one actually. I like that one. I might uh I might steal that for my picks in the uh in the next segment here. Uh um, big sixteen ounce can. Yeah, I might I might add that in. All right, uh let's go to uh one of your final picks that we'll we'll kind of go a little more in depth on. Um so you uh you've given me a lot of crap about the U dub Huskies, which by the way, I, I heard a good reference today. Um, th- does it not feel very much like late 80s, early 90s college football? We're talking about UW. We're talking about Colorado. We're talking about Michigan, and Penn State, and Notre Dame, and Florida State. Miami sticking their nose in things. Even, yeah, I mean, you want to... Tonight, but Jack, we're not going. We're not going. I'm just saying, you want to talk about a golden era of college football. It might have been that era between probably, you know, 86 and, and 94, Tell you what, De- Dennis Erickson, biggest criminal on the face of the earth, coaching those Miami Hurricanes. Yes. So we've got uh, UW going to At- East Lansing. Is that what I'm seeing here? UW going to East Lansing. Yes. Taking on the now interim associate head coach Mark D'Antonio as Mel Tucker. We won't go. We won't go into depth on that. This is not the the forum for that. Is that- uh, Press time at press time because I was in the swag store actually helping fold shirts and uh, we got some new cargo shorts with the logo on it. But uh, I was at the swag store and I did not know at press time if D'Antonio was actually going to be on the field. I, um, I don't know either. I have not, I have not uh, dug deep into that. I just know he's helping. I, I think if I had to guess, here's what's happening uh, without reading into any of it. Uh, the coordinators position coaches are going about their business and he is handling some of that administrative managerial stuff for yeah. all of them. Uh, so I, they can focus on, on game plan. But um, so the Huskies are going in, they are uh, laying 16 and a half as a road dog, not only a road dog, but a road dog here in Eastern time. Michigan state obviously has a cloud of, of drama surrounding them. You know how how will the team respond? How will everybody else respond? What where where do you see this going? All right, number one key factor: this kickoff is at five p.m. Eastern. That's two o'clock for these guys from Washington. That doesn't upset their body chemistry all that much. So I think they're catching a break there. Um, you know how I feel about IU and Tom Allen probably ruining Penix. And I know you said the coordinator left, but um, I want to see if this guy's really better than advertised, which he probably is. This team, Michigan state is going to be down and they looked pathetic last year in Tucker's second year or whatever, when he got the damn big money, I thought Tucker was overrated as a coach coming out of Colorado. And now this cloud, the only thing, that might make this game dicey where I could lose this bet is D'Antonio is on the sideline. He is X factor. I don't think he'll be on the sideline for, for the mere factor that I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he relates with the current uh, roster 
I think if you put him down there, that's not going to no, – no one's going to rally behind him, if that makes okay. sense. I'll, gi- I'll give you that. But I think I think it, we are in this this uh, crazy era of people ratting on people. Mel Tucker is toast. The, the players are going to be mishmash. They don't have a quarterback anyway at that school. Check they've, that uh, they played Central Michigan, who was in that game for about a half, and then just, they, that, that quarterback was – he made some piss poor decisions. So I want to go out on a limb. I'm not going to get on the bandwagon or that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of leaning toward that Penn state bandwagon. Wait, hold on. Their, their other team they played was Richmond. So they played nobody. Go ahead. No, but, but I want somebody other than, cause I hate Southern Cal so much. I want somebody in that conference to step up and start stonewall, stone rolling people, whether it's Washington or Utah or Oregon Give me something to hang on to so I don't have to listen to that idiot Joel Klatt kiss the ass of Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley every freaking week on that pathetic podcast. All right, Papa Joe. Uh, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I Like I said, that's where I, I think I, some new blood in the, uh, in the CFP would be interesting. And certainly, you know, like I said, Washington kind of being a traditionally blue blood program from a different part of the country would be be interesting. Um, so we've got the three big ones here where uh, you're going to you're going to even even though we had the the location wrong, you're going to take. Uh, I, don't, George, I got them written on the bottom, so I should have known that. But you, you know what? That. Papa Joe makes a mistake. You know, we got a big weekend with Uncle Tommy coming in the Pizza Palace, the forest. We're coming to your place pretty soon. You're going to South Bend next week. There is a lot going on in the spread the field podcast world so the three we've talked about so far tech uh getting 18 on the road you like them to cover that against uh joey freshwater uh i i i'm serious i may steal your western michigan bet here western michigan catching more than four touchdowns against iowa a team that has not even scored four touchdowns in a single game and the huskies going into the the cloud that is east lansing uh as a road favorite laying um over two touchdowns you like them to cover that uh let's go yeah. ahead and let's rapid fire a couple just give me one little tidbit on some of these let's go to uh the first one we were talking about of course uh which hits home with us central michigan taking on Notre dame you like the over here 51 I like the i like the irish but i don't know this might be a time where they're looking ahead to uh ohio state and they can't uh win by 34 and a half but I like the over. I think they'll score a lot. I, I I do too. I think uh, they've gone over that number every every uh, every game so far. It's supposed to be nice weather. I don't yeah. see them taking their foot off the gas. Um, yeah. Let's go. Uh, let's go over real quick to uh, Penn State versus Illinois. You like the over in this game as well of forty eight and a half. Oh, if this was a home game for them, uh, they're given they're given fourteen and a half. I'm not quite sure they can cover that, but I think that they can score. 48 and a half by themselves, but I'm worried about what they might give up. So I like the over in that. Uh, I think Penn state will win. Of course, don't think they can cover uh 14 and a half. Though. Yeah. Looking at this real quick. Illinois they, laid yeah. an egg against uh, who'd they lay an egg against last week? That was pathetic. Uh, well, hold on. I'm looking at. Uh, so yeah. So Penn state has, uh, they play West Virginia and then they beat the crap out of Delaware last week. Uh, Illinois has struggled 
to barely beat Toledo, and they lost to Kansas last Friday. The freaking Kansas, yeah, who rocked some black uniforms, which looked outstanding. Yeah. If you saw that, uh, Penn State, even though they haven't really played anybody, averaging uh, nearly fifty points a game. Uh, Illinois is giving up thirty points a game, so there's there's a decent chance that we get over that. Uh, on to you've got Boston College here, who is. Yeah. Taking on Florida State, Boston College getting 26 points. Uh, what do you got there? Well, you know, here's the thing. Everybody expects Papa Joe to uh this is a nooner in uh chap or uh in um Chestnut Hill. Yeah. It's in Chestnut Hill. It's a nooner, Chestnut Hill. Everybody expects Papa Joe to pick the big games. You know, we could pick like Army Akron, but nobody cares. So I like BC. Uh, to lose by less than 26 and a half. That's a big number. Not sold on everybody given uh, Travis, Jordan Travis, a.k.a. Uh, Denard Robinson, his second Heisman this early in the season. Florida State's covered six of the last seven, just so the folks at home know. 26 and a half. This 26 is the official number we're going to go with here. Playing Mercer or whatever the hell that 73 to nothing game. Uh, they play. I'll tell you who that was against. They played, uh, they played, uh, Southern Miss. And of course they might have, you know, uh, one of the early good wins here against LSU. So I got to get another false staff. Keep talking. We may have lost Papa Joe, uh, Papa Joe, the, uh, more rapid fire, Tennessee versus Florida. You like the 58 and a half there, uh, the over, uh, any, any thoughts, Tennessee, Florida, any thoughts there on the over? Yeah, the Peyton Manning era, that great 62-48 to 48 game on CBS back when uh, Jim Nance was doing the damn play-by-play with uh, with uh, the old UCLA coach. Um, I like that. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I got to get, I got to see Tennessee before I believe in Tennessee. They're six and a half favorites, but I think there's going to be a lot of score in this. Graham, Graham, what's that guy? Graham Mertz? Yeah, former Wisconsin. Great, 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 great grandson of Fred Mertz from the old I Love Lucy show. That kid may be getting way away from Wisconsin. We'll solve his problem. This game did go over last year prior to that three straight unders. Um, Tennessee uh, averaging 40 points, Florida averaging 30 points so far. All right, uh, last one here in the rapid fire, uh, Ohio State. Taking uh-huh. on the week the week before Notre Dame, taking on Western Kentucky, they've yet to cover a spread this year. Right, they so are. I I get it. I get it. So day uh, they are kinda, laying. Well, hold on, they're laying twenty nine and a half. That's the official number we have. Day came out this week and said McCord is his guy. The pressure of the polls with FSU creeping up, Texas creeping up. They got to get their margin back. I think he, you know he he wants to believe in Kyle McCord. I think Ryan Day opens up a can of whoop ass and they win by 29 and a half. Are they a good are they a good team later on? We don't know. We'll find out when they play Notre Dame. We'll find out when they play the others. But this week they get the whoop ass. They beat WKU. Now, here's the thing. The Hilltoppers have the word tops written on their helmets. Very cool. I would be scared of that if I'm Ohio State. But I still think they can win by 29 and a half. 
Uh, I, I, from a narrative standpoint, I, I would tend to agree with you and, and, and this may pop up in the next segment here. We'll, we'll see, uh, Ohio state, uh, beat Youngstown state last week, 35 to seven, never really stepped on the throat the week before they actually significantly struggled with Indiana. Western Kentucky is two and O they beat, uh, one double a or godly maybe is Houston Christian. What is that? Is that the old Dallas Baptist? I don't know. Uh, they beat them last week and then, uh, edged out South Florida pretty significantly 41 to 24, uh, yeah. all the way back in week one. Yeah. Well, yeah, they- from, from a narrative, I think from a narrative standpoint, the door is open, um, especially the week before Notre Dame, Ohio state's going to want as much, uh, press and momentum on their side going into that game. I think, I think, you know, we'll keep an eye on Ohio state because the week before Michigan, they played the school of Quran. All righty. All right, Papa Joe, we're up against time. Do you have any final thoughts here on this week in week three? Yeah, I got the hate hat on, but uh, who has a who has a week off is uh, those bastards, the Southern California Trojans. So uh, they better rest up. I forget who they got when they get out of there. But football in week four. Is this week four? This is week three. You got you to throw out the week zero crap. It's week three. Who invented that shit? I don't know. Anyway, um, it's going to really get interesting after this. Georgia, of course, plays South Carolina. We don't need to talk about that. We'll analyze the hell out of that uh, next week. All righty. Well, we we look forward to seeing you for a big slate of week four. And obviously, we hope uh, we hope your record is a little better this week. Thanks for stopping in, Papa Joe. All right. Keep sending stuff into the mailbag, folks, and we'll see you next week. All right, folks, we, of course, appreciate Papa Joe stopping by for uh, his weekly visit on the Spread the Field podcast uh, with his uh, insightful, uh, insightful plays and picks and personality. Uh, he's about there finding new new sponsors, defunct sponsors for us. Uh, he's trying to get the hate hat going, the mailbag, all these things. So once again, we're always happy to hear from Papa Joe. Uh, to bounce off that, let's get, let's get into these week three picks. We've been, uh, we've been teasing them here for a little bit. Let's get into it. Uh, once again, not a tantalizing week of games, uh, or so it may seem, but once again, we're not chasing big high profile media games. We're chasing numbers. Uh, so let's, uh, we've got, we've actually got seven plays on this week's card, uh, which is kind of surprising, but going through, I mean, I, I picked out probably 15 games that I, I gave a, a deeper look at and had some other plays that I'm actually going to keep in the holster for right now. Let's start with a couple early games, Georgia Southern going on the road, taking on, Wisconsin. This is a noon game, or actually 11 a.m. at Camp Randall. Uh, the Eagles are catching 20 points, uh, according to my DraftKings app, uh, and that just seems like way too many. I I get it. You've got the fun belt taking on the big bad Big Ten team, Luke Fickle. There's a lot of hype around them, but really, what has Wisconsin done so far? So far this season, Wisconsin has a 38-17, 21-point victory over Buffalo. Buffalo just got waxed by an FCS team last week. And then they got the loss on the Palouse, the close loss on the Palouse last week to uh, Washington State, which has really kind of taken a lot of shine off the, uh, the hype that was uh, the Wisconsin season and, and their chances to compete in the Big Ten West the last year of the Big Ten West. 
Georgia Southern, while not overly impressive on the other side, uh, they beat the crap out of Citadel, which is what they were supposed to do, and beat UAB by two touchdowns. We don't know who UAB is yet. Uh, they have Trent Dilfer as their new uh, coach, who came from the high school ranks uh, directly into this. But UAB was a pretty solid team under uh, the former coaching staff. Georgia Southern, uh, Clay Helton, the head coach, so shocked and surprised Nebraska last year uh, when they were favored by a big number. I think 20 is too many here. I like the Eagles. They have a pretty competent offense. So far, they've had games where they put up 473 and 462 yards of offense. They like to throw the ball. They can run it if they need to. I think that that is just, once again, too many points. I think they'll hang around. Ultimately, I think Wisconsin takes care of business, but maybe more like two touchdowns, 17 points. Uh, I like Georgia Southern catching the 20 points on the road for our first pick of week number three. Next, we're going to go to, I, I know we're a bit of a shocker. It's going to disappoint some family. Uh, Ohio is at home taking on Iowa State. This is a really weird matchup. You wonder you wonder when Iowa State even even scheduled this game. Uh, Iowa State, one and one on the year, coming off that loss last week to uh, Iowa in the Cyhawk game. Uh, Ohio, a lot of, lot of, a little bit of hype coming into the season with Curtis Rourke back at quarterback. You know, they were very competitive in the MAC before he got hurt. Uh, it's been so so to start the season. There hasn't been a ton of offensive fireworks. Uh, they had the loss to San Diego State where Rourke left for a little bit. Uh, and then last week beat Florida Atlantic uh, just 17 to 10. Iowa State beat Northern Iowa week one. We talked about losing the Cyhawk last week. It's. I, this could be a very ugly game. This this will be a game you you probably don't want to invest a whole lot of time in. Uh, Iowa is actually a very slight side favorite uh, with a spread at minus three. But we are going to go with Ohio Moneyline, folks. That's right. Weird, weird spot here. Nooner in Matt country. I don't know what's going on with Iowa State. I don't know what's going on with Matt Campbell. I I like Curtis Rourke here at home. I think Ohio these Mac schools get up big for these games. These big Power Five games, especially when you're hosting one at home. I think Athens is just going to be buzzing on Saturday. They get to get up early and start drinking at 8 a.m. I like Ohio on the money line here. I've got it at locked in at uh, plus 130. That is our second pick of the week. Next. Let's move to deeper in the afternoon. We're going to pick on another Iowa school. Well, the only other Iowa school. Uh, Western Michigan taking on the Hawkeyes going out to Iowa City. Uh, Western Michigan is catching 28.5 points here. Now, I, Iowa could wake up. They could, you know, Brian Ferentz could start coaching like his job depends on it. We don't know. But I'm going to tell you one thing. West Michigan's only played one game. They played Syracuse last week, and they got their butts handed to them 48-7. Iowa's played two games. In those two games, they've scored 24 and 20 points. They The biggest margin of victory was against Utah State back in week one by 10 points. Iowa has not even scored four touchdowns in a single game yet. So even if they were to shut out Western Michigan completely, you're betting on Iowa scoring more than four touchdowns. 
we're we're not we're not playing that game. Western Michigan, this should be a no sweat kind of game. I think Western might even score early and really put the pressure on. Uh, I like them here. I feel like this is this is really easy money, and I hate saying stuff like that because it's so cliche, it's so soundbite clippy. Uh, but I like Western Michigan here. Next, we go to four o'clock, and this this game is all about narrative. This is all about next week, week number four. Western Kentucky visiting the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, Ohio State is a up to a 29 and a half point favorite. I saw this uh, open somewhere around 28. Let me see if I can pull up the trends here. Uh, yeah, I uh, opened at actually 27, moved to 28, and it's continued to move down. We're up to 29 and a half on DraftKings. And what this comes down to me, Ohio State has yet to cover a spread to open the season. Uh, they opened with Indiana. Uh, won that game 23-3 on the road. I use always kind of a, a weird foe for Ohio State for whatever reason over the years. Kind of pass that aside, breaking in a new quarterback. Uh, but last week, taking on Youngstown State, and I'm not, I don't, I don't know what Youngstown State is this year. I don't know uh, how how they are faring at the FCS level. But you only win 35 to seven in a game where, once again, I feel like you should be the Ohio State of old, the Urban Meyer led Ohio State teams would have absolutely kicked the ever-living shit out of P. I, I, he knew the spread. I don't care what anyway says. He knew the spread. He knew he had to cover it. He knew he had to keep his team looking dominant, whether they were or not, uh, to to help the polls and help himself out. Pulling up this last week. Uh, Ohio State didn't score after uh, late. I mean, they really didn't score after halftime. It's 28-7 at halftime. They scored one more time in the third quarter with about a minute left. No scoring in the fourth quarter. Uh, can't quite tell when they pulled McCord, but uh, I mean, their second half drives were just, I mean, just not a whole lot there. They had uh, three and out. Uh, they did have one long drive that did not result in points. Well, let me see. They went for it uh, fourth and goal. Did not come away with any points there, which would have only been a field goal. That was a 13 play drive uh, that ate up seven minutes o'clock in the fourth quarter. So, you know, once again, I, do they put it all together? I, I don't know, but I, I think this is the week to, to help the narrative next week as they look into going into South Bend and really want to assert themselves in the polls as this dominant team, whether they are or aren't. I think they go out and they take it to Western Kentucky if they can this week. And Western Kentucky's no slouch, folks. Uh, they've started out 2-0. and They've historically been a pretty, uh, pretty gamey team. Uh, in the past, have historically had a had a pretty good passing offense, so uh, you know it's not going to be it's not going to be easy by any means. Uh, they've opened up with two victories, one over South Florida and one over Houston Christian, um, putting up uh, forty six points per game so far on the season. So uh, tall task for Ohio State, but once again, narrative wise, we're going to go ahead and throw it on the card. Um, numbers be damned. Next, we move to a few night games here. I think everything else is, yeah, everything else is after 7 p.m. We've got San Jose State visiting the Toledo Rockets, 7 p.m. in the Glass Bowl. Uh, San Jose State and uh, Toledo both have been kind of kind of sneaky good on offense. San Jose, San Jose State was a team we actually liked a, a lot of unders on last year. Uh, they had a pretty stout defense. 
Uh, offense wasn't always there. Uh, Toledo with Daquan Finn. Uh, he is a dynamic player. Uh, that's why they are probably the early favorites to possibly get back to the MAC championship game. Uh, they played a real close game with Illinois two weeks ago and uh, last week beat the pants off of Texas Southern 71 to three San Jose state uh, played Cal Poly. They beat them 59 to three lost a rough game against Oregon state, but still gave up a lot of points in that game. That's, I think that's the biggest difference. San Jose state's defense is not what it has been or not what it was last year. So what do we like here? Well, we like the total, obviously, if you can't tell, uh, 56 and a half is where we were able to get it on DraftKings. Uh, once again, you've got, uh, Toledo who is averaged, uh, it's average 50 points, but you know, it scored uh, 28 against Illinois 70 last week. You know, even if you adjust for the level of competition, I think Toledo's good for five touchdowns and San Jose state who, you know, whether they're scoring or not scoring, uh, they put up four touchdowns against USC, only managed 17 points against Oregon State, but I don't think Toledo's defense is, you know, something that's overwhelming. Uh, most MAC defenses aren't. So I, I like this well, well into the 60s. So we're going to take uh, San Jose State versus Toledo over 56 and a half. Uh, six play. We're going back to an oldie but a goodie, folks. Uh, I got to get a t shirt. We got James Madison, the Dukes. Going to Troy, Alabama, taking on the Troy Trojans. Uh, James Madison is a underdog here. I was actually surprised by this. Uh, Troy is three-point favorite at home. Uh, James Madison is 2-0 to start the season. Troy 0-1. James Madison, of course, had the wild weather-delayed comeback against Virginia last week. Uh, Troy lost to a very good K-State squad. Uh, Troy typically has had pretty good defense. Uh, looks like K-State was able to beat him up a little bit in the passing game last week. James Madison, we talked about him last year a lot. FCS power, just a very well-run program. Private school, uh, a lot of resources there. Um, I actually like them not just getting the points, but I like them on the money line. Uh, shop around a little bit. I did not get the best odds here. I got plus 114. It was, uh, it was at plus 120 before that and open plus 130. So shop around on that, but I like the Dukes. Uh, we're, we're going to go ahead. We're just going to scoot the points aside and we like them outright, uh, against the Troy Trojans. Our final play, a fun one, um, in, in terms of, of what good old fashioned college football used to mean. We're going to the backyard brawl, folks. It's back after a a, a decade plus hiatus. They played for the first time in eleven years last year, uh, opening the season. West Virginia took on Pitt uh, in an exciting, thrilling game. This year, it moves back to Morgantown after being at Pitt. And you know, both these teams are are very flawed, and uh, you know, there's there's not a whole lot. You know, they're not. Pittsburgh's not going to be competing in the ACC for a championship. West Virginia is kind of in the same boat in the Big 12. You know, there's coaching questions. There's skilled player questions, all these things. But we have a good old-fashioned college rivalry back in in a time of massive realignment, and we're losing so much of college football tradition. I love that we have this game going this week. And when it's games like this, big rivalry games, you throw out the records, you throw out what everybody's done, and we are rooting for points, people. We are rooting for points. The over-under here at 48, and we are going to take the over. Uh, West Virginia's played Penn State. Uh, they lost 
38 to 15 to open the season, beat the crap out of Duquesne, who was in Pittsburgh's backyard. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Pittsburgh beat Wofford the first week and struggled, but kept it close against a rebuilding Cincinnati team last week at home. But once again, both these teams, they're scoring a decent amount of points. Rivalry game last year, uh, 69 points in this game. Uh, I know some of the skilled players have changed, but rivalry game, we're rooting for points. We're rooting for fun. And that's where we're going to round out week number three of spread the field picks. So once again, to recap, we've got in the afternoon at noon, Georgia Southern, uh, really in the morning, 11 a.m., taking on Wisconsin. We like Georgia Southern catching 20 points on the road there. Then we're going to go to a weird nooner in Athens, Ohio, as Iowa State comes to Ohio, to a Mac school. Uh, We think that Athens is going to be rocking and rolling as soon as 8 o'clock in the morning. Curtis Rourke's going to be back throwing. Uh, We like Ohio eking it out on the money line, plus 130. Uh, Next, we go pick on the other Iowa school. Uh, The Hawkeyes welcome in Western Michigan. Uh, Western Michigan catching 28.5. Once again, Iowa hasn't even scored four touchdowns in a game this season. How can they win by four touchdowns if they can't even score four touchdowns? Uh, So we'll take the Broncos there. Uh, We move to the afternoon, Ohio State, who has yet to cover a spread this year, taking on a a tricky, uh, good offensive opponent in Western Kentucky. But we think Ohio State is looking ahead. They are looking down the road. They are starting to read the tea leaves and see where they are in the polls and how they can make themselves relevant. They're going to try to set themselves up to be at peak, peak condition before they go into South Bend next week. They are laying 29 and a half, and we think they can cover that against Western. I wouldn't be surprised to see some good old-fashioned Urban Meyer. Let's score a touchdown with two minutes left in the game stuff going on there. Let's move on to the night. Uh, San Jose State comes into Toledo. Uh, We're rooting for points here in this game as well. We got the over uh, 56 and a half. Once again, San Jose State's defense not quite up to snuff so far this year. Toledo, very dynamic with Daquan Finnett quarterback. Uh, Our other night game, we got James Madison in the belt, taking on Troy. Uh, We we obviously, big Dukes podcast, big Dukes fans. We're going to get ourselves a Dukes t-shirt. We like them. They're a dog here, but we like them on the money line outright. Uh, And we got that at plus 114. But once again, shop shop around. There are better lines out there for that. And finally, folks, our final play, our seventh play, seven plays for a slate like this. Wow. Uh, West Virginia, Pittsburgh, backyard brawl. We're rooting for points. We're rooting hard. Over-under set at 48, um, and we're hoping that there's a lot of fun action in this game. Rolling through it. Once again, we got uh, you know Papa Joe. We, we still got to work on, on his timing overall, but uh, we're excited. We're finally getting into the flow, getting into the groove of things here. Uh, by week three, you know, we get through September, we'll be into October, and then we'll hopefully really be be peaking, uh, or at least heading towards peaking, and, and start to get some winning weeks under our belt. But that's all I have for week three, folks. Like I said, I'm looking very much to week number four. Uh, week three should be fun and exciting, but it's, it is somewhat low-key as far as college football watching. Um, as far as the weekend setup for myself, uh, I will definitely probably watch the early slated games here. I'll be interested to see what Ohio State does. 
might skip the afternoon a little bit and go into the night slate since we got a lot of games going there. Definitely pay attention to the Toledo JMU games and, of course, the backyard brawl. Other than that, nothing crazy, nothing crazy to set up. I actually told told Papa Joe this on the phone uh, earlier this week. All eyes right now are on September 23rd, next Saturday night, where I will be in attendance to either be flush with glory or on my knees sobbing in pain as Ohio State comes into South Bend to take on Notre Dame. Uh, we will have a play on that game regardless, regardless of, of how I feel about any numbers. We will have some sort of play on that game. Uh, we cannot go into that stadium empty-handed without a rooting interest uh, besides Notre Dame. So look forward to that. Um, as always, this is hopefully uh, hopefully a fun a fun listen for you, whether you're commuting or you know how, however you spend your time. And I hope you catch it before kickoff on Saturday. As always, follow me on Twitter at BetsBall. That's where I'm putting all my plays. I'm even sprinkling in uh, some NFL stuff in there. Uh, you can also see all my plays on the action apps. I'm trying to stay up to date on that. Uh, but that's it, folks. Once again, thanks for listening, and we will see you in week number four.